They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. Joined the, host the most. <laughs> joined by the World Podcast Champion, Act Two Fly, Eric Trembicki. Welcome back. Thank you for having me once again. <laughs> joined also by the voice that runs the place, my best friend, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the European Champion, Alo Aaron Lloyd, hailing from Bangor, Maine. Bangor. Until further notice. <laughs> Um, we have Fast Lane coming up this weekend. I'm hoping that's going to be a lot more interesting than Raw was on Monday. Uh, we have a lot of content out right now. Alo, would you like to inform everyone what they can listen to if they tune in? Yeah, so right now, available iTunes, Poppy, and Stitcher, we have an episode of Unsanctioned with Josh, with Josh Prefaguino. We have Throwback Madness, The Road of WrestleMania with our special guest, The Smoke Detector. <laughs> we also have an episode of, another episode of Unsanctioned with Nick Lendl, IWC ring announcer. Talk a lot of madness lately. This a week. lot of madness <laughs> being talked recently. An awful lot of madness being talked. Um, Fastlane, Raw. I honestly don't know if I'm even going to get into specifically Raw. I think we'll just go through the fast lane matches and just talk about what happened <laughs> in these matches. Um, I like that idea a lot. Uh, Raw was rough this week. It was not the best, their best work. It was good sleep medicine. <laughs> I'll get to that. It was like televised melatonin. Oh my god, it was so yeah. bad. <laughs> Remember I told you I watched Impact last week? I think that I competed that. with Raw. Right. Really? I bad. did I did laundry the majority of the time while watching Raw and was folding laundry more fun than watching Raw. The drying process done. <laughs> yeah. like, you know when something's like really bad, you still want to watch it. Mm-hmm. That was impact. Raw just fell asleep at a certain point. Yeah, Raw wasn't up. like a car wreck. Raw was just dull <laughs> and nothing really to it. So main event, we have Goldberg against Kevin Owens for the Universal Championship. I will say Goldberg should never open the show with a promo. Oh Stop it! Time, time out. He time shouldn't. Out. You got me! <laughs> he didn't do as bad as he's done in the past. I know you hate him, but you can't say that wasn't that might have been his best promo since returning. Okay, the return promo was good because there was like some real in there. Um, this is just His him. head wasn't bleeded this week? His head was not bleeding. That was good. He did not call it the Intercontinental Championship, which was good. Um, he didn't botch at all. He's so bad. He didn't botch. He's just he's just not good at it. And like WWE He's not a talker. That. No, exactly. So But for not being a talker, it wasn't bad. If a guy's not a talker, he's never been known for talking in 20 years doing this. Don't have him open your show with a promo. I mean, thank God eventually Kevin Owens came out and saved the segment a little bit. But the, the voice, the spitting, the stupid twitches, uh, the fact that he's making fun of Kevin Owens for, oh, all you can do is talk. You can't, I fight. It's like, no, <laughs> Kevin Owens can talk and he's a ten times better actual wrestler than you. You can't do either one. And you never could. Oh, a Jack Spear, Jack Hammer, Kevin Owens. Like, the voice is awful. Owens comes out in the suit. Great again. Um, I loved how he put himself over, though. You know, we all talk about how he's been a joke and he's been an afterthought. Jericho has been outshining him all this time. But he tells Goldberg, you know, I beat John Cena my first night here. The lunatic fringe, Dean Ambrose, I beat him. 
I beat I beat the face that runs the place, AJ Styles. I beat the man, Seth Rollins. I beat the guy, Roman Reigns. It's like, oh yeah, he did beat all these guys. Mm-hmm. So he kind of elevated himself. Um, and I love that he calls him Bill. That's <laughs> one of my favorite things. Um, that's all I really had to say about this segment. And I, I honestly, that's not something I fault Goldberg for. It's like WWE, you should know what you have in that locker room and play these people to their strengths, not their weaknesses. So what's what's everybody's big complaint about Raw other than it's too long? Uh, Usually it's the opening segment. It's a promo that's too long. Well, all right. I will rub everyone the wrong way uh, uh-huh. with this. Now, again, I referred to this episode of Raw as sleeping medicine. You did? That opening segment was the most was the best part of the show to me. Okay, it was the only part of the show to Matt. I was disappointed it by did? everything. <laughs> I thought Owens did a great job as a heel, putting himself mm-hmm. over. Um, Goldberg did not stutter. He made it a, a point to you know put himself over for this upcoming pay per view this weekend. You know it, he put over the match. He's focused on the title. Aside from that, the next three hours were downhill in my eyes. <laughs> Halo. Uh, I love Owens owning Goldberg. It was, it, was, it, was, it was so it was so good. You want the jackhammer? It was so so. so who owns so, who more? Owens owning Goldberg or the Miz owning Baron Corbin on commentary? The Miz. The Miz. <laughs> that, that, that was just because Corbin he he actually can speak at times. Yeah. Goldberg just can't do he can't do anything. Mm-hmm. But. I like, I like you said, Owens put himself over. I'd be all these guys, and Goldberg's just not even having a legitimate rebuttal. But, nope. I, I, we know you don't like Goldberg. Mm-hmm. We, we know that. That's clear. But from a fan's perspective, why do you care about this match? They give you no reason to care. And honestly, even though he hasn't been there in two, three weeks, Chris Jericho's still the, the main the most important thing in this story mm-hmm. because the festival of friendship was so good and it, it, we still talk about it. It has such a lasting effect that we're still worried about Chris Jericho and what's he and where he where has he been and what role he's going to play. Even though they don't mention him, we still care about Chris Jericho more than this match. Um, to your point about they've given you no reason to care, the, the one thing I will give them a lot of credit for is we all thought after the Rumble, Goldberg is definitely going to beat Kevin Owens for the Universal Championship and face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania as the Universal Champion. They've done a really good job of giving us reasons to believe he won't win. Yeah. Because um, Jericho could interfere. Uh, Samoa Joe could interfere. There's a couple things that could happen to, to keep Owens as the Universal Champion. I do fully expect to see Jericho at Fastlane. Well, I was glad they didn't bring him out on Raw because I I heard rumors that he was possibly going to be on Raw on Monday. And I was glad he wasn't. Well, did you see the live event video when he got beat up yeah. at the live event by mm-hmm. Owens again? Yeah, but like you said, like don't, like just the fact that Triple H was there and Samo- with, with Samoa Joe, that's like a, a, another little Easter egg because we didn't get answers to that story yet. But I do like they were actually on the show, not involved in the same segment, but on the, but on the show. Yeah, you know they're there. You know they're a part of what's happening. Yeah, but... They've done nothing to make Goldberg feel important, or uh, just, or even make him feel like the challenger. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the, the the effects of the festival of friendship and Kevin Owens, Jericho and Owens have been killing it for months. 
that the lasting effects of that still linger with the Universal title because Jericho at this point is more important than the Universal title and this match. Do you feel like, Eric, do you feel like you care about this match? Or do you think somebody maybe who... Do you see how maybe someone who's maybe not a fan of either one of these guys would care about this match? Alright, if you're someone that... Now, I know you like Kevin Owens. Mm -hmm. If you didn't like Kevin Owens, I could see why you would hate this match. I'm actually looking forward to this match. It's... Is it because of the match or because you don't know how it's going to turn out? A mixture. A mixture. So, pretty much to what the point both of you guys just made. And I think it's a mixture of both your disdain against Goldberg. (laughs) So, both of you can't stand him, and both of you want to just bash him on here. I'm not saying, obviously, both of you know, and everyone that's listening, if they've heard me on here, I'm not a Goldberg fan. I wasn't a fan as a kid. I thought he was a ripoff of Austin, just, you know, turned up in a different degree. My whole thing with it is, you know, when they bring these old-timers back or these part-timers back, there are certain things that I see the value in. First off, you have this replacement world heavyweight or the substitute world heavyweight championship that two people have held. One person held it for 24 hours. One person's holding it now who's finally being the champion he should have been for months. And he just turned to this guy within the last month. So WWE believes you legitimize either a new design of a belt or a new championship by putting it on somebody with name value. So, I still believe Goldberg leaves with the title. There's, and he, If he doesn't, I would like to be surprised. Right now, there is the thing where you would think, if Owens was by himself, he can't beat him. I have friends of mine who don't like Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. and they're saying, well, Kevin Owens only wins when he has people help. He's a, he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's the villain. <laughs> he's a heel. They may That's not understand that term. They just casually watch it. Yeah. They're like, He's a heel. Oh, what do you mean? He's a heel. He's a bad guy. This is what he does. So if they, you know, just it's bring like it in. It's like saying that he doesn't like the Miz because all he does is talk. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, you know, it's, it's that thing. I, I like the mystery factor to it. Um, I don't think after everything that happened two weeks ago, I mean, not, you know, to to completely disagree with Aaron, I don't think the focal point on this is Jericho. I do think, yeah, there's a chance he could. Return. There's a chance Triple H could help him ag- uh, help Kevin Owens again. There's a chance Samoa Joe could show that they're aligned and could help him. Um, also, at the end of the day, if they're not putting over in the past two three weeks that Goldberg is the guy that can beat him, let's not forget he embarrassed Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble match. He beat him in two minutes mm-hmm. less. At Survivor Series, let's not forget that only five people dislike him all you want. WWE puts on their websites the fact all the time. There's only been five people ever to beat him in a one-on-one match. Does Kevin Owens deserve to be number six? Again, all three of us, fans of Kevin Owens, we'd all probably say yes at the end of the day. Kevin Owens, maybe he's the one that deserves to retire The Undertaker. Is he going to be the one to do it? Probably not. <laughs> It's just one of those things. I can't see him losing uh, or beating Goldberg. I can't. So your prediction is Goldberg. I, I still think. Hey, yeah. Lo, my prediction, prediction, I think well, Goldberg leaves with the title. Well, it's a rebuttal to my uh, best friend mm-hmm. that I'm not just saying picking at Goldberg. I'm just saying a fact because 
maybe this is maybe it's just the part the point that is maybe a little too little too late because the festival of friendship happened what three weeks three weeks ago then the week after that we got the whole um all light all all lights on me thing in the ring and then he tried to make that about Goldberg but at the end, at the end of the day all we wanted to care about look, hear about was Chris Jericho and that was the last thing he said before yeah he it was the, the last thing but he didn't say anything no. he just said oh and about Jericho no but the thing is we wanted answers about Chris Jericho because the festival of friendship you know what we wanted answers on why Triple H uh, screwed Seth Rollins when we did wanted, we get that it we, took a while it took a while <laughs> but we know Jericho but we know Jericho is a part of the story. We saw Jericho for for months with Kevin Owens. And the thing is, we still wanted to hear from Chris Jericho. So, no matter what it was about Goldberg, you were talking about Goldberg the whole time. Everybody's waiting for Chris Jericho. Even, like, even when, Jericho, when Owens just said Jericho and dropped the mic, the crowd wanted Chris Jericho. Hear something about Chris Jericho. And the lasting effect of the Festival of Friendship is still feel because, because they want Jericho to do an open U.S. challenge. Duh. <laughs> the lasting effect of the, of the Festival of Friendship is still there because Goldberg doesn't even feel like a challenger. This doesn't even feel like an important match. People just want to think about Chris Jericho. So I do think Owens wins and retains the title because. I, I mentioned before Triple H and Jericho screws them. Triple H and Joe, they've been a thing, and then Brock Brock may actually show up because we reviewed No Way Out 2004. Because this storyline with those two is basically bring your wallet. recycle. All better than <laughs> I don't bet, but <laughs> this storyline can easily be recycled. And Chris Jericho is not going to take out Triple H, Samoa Joe, and Brock Lesnar. But I do think that whole Triple H, Samoa Joe thing. Because remember, we don't know what Triple H said to Kevin Owens to actually turn on Chris Jericho. Because that's all pure speculation. That it was it was Triple H saying, "Hey, yeah. if you jump, lose Jericho, we got you." And you and you'll be my guy because Triple H, Triple H basically handed he owns the universal title, so he can guarantee that he keeps the title as well. So I'm gonna go with Kevin Owens. I'm gonna go with my heart and that my <laughs> head here, and I'm gonna say Kevin Owens. I uh, because now it's not even so much about this match. It, this is less. It, this about, is just about your hate. No, nothing I'm, else. No, the, this is this is what I'm, I'm about to explain. I it's really not, hope Dan listens to this. This is less about me not wanting Goldberg to have that title. This is more about me wanting Goldberg and Jericho at WrestleMania to be for the Universal Championship. And it should be because I think it deserves it. I think those two guys have earned it, and that that's what I want to see. Now, if I was going strictly with my brain and logic, I probably would pick Goldberg. But I want to see the payoff to that story before the top championship and. Goldberg and Lesnar don't need that title for that match. No. It has no bearing no. on whether that's an important match. Yeah, Jericho's been adamant about me versus my best friend at WrestleMania, no matter, no, no matter what. We'll be still be the United States champion. title. It could be. Ta- he'll uh, he'll drop that to Joe. Time out. So, for argument's sakes, uh, agree to disagree. So, <laughs> you say it doesn't need the title. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. So, what are we coming up on? WrestleMania 33. So 13 years ago at WrestleMania, we got this match. Goldberg won. 12 and a half plus years later, we get a rematch, and it ends in two minutes. So Brock's never won. What's the point of him getting this third match? So he can win. Yeah, well, my thing was this was not necessary at all, but I think the whole point of this is two big names they can sell. They don't the title doesn't really elevate this match at all. What what ele- what? And I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying, you know, it's, I'm not one of the fans in the crowd at SummerSlam, <laughs> uh-huh. and I'm not complaining about red leather. You're not about to 
TL Botchamania at me? I, all I'm saying is, and as much as I'm, I'm not a fan of, we got a part-timer versus part-timer. It, like Goldberg or just like him. I love the fact that he's in a match against Owens because how many part-timers have Owen got to face? He didn't, hasn't had the honor in a match against The Rock, against Taker, against Triple H. He hasn't had that stuff. Yeah, it's a that, big name for him. Exactly. To step in there. And, and I think that puts some some spotlight on him. I think this is stuff guys like he deserves. Uh, but I think at the same time, you know, if maybe they, you know, both of them are on Raw, and I get it, they got that feud, whatever. But if one was on SmackDown, geez, one of them could be having a match with Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. or you know, Goldberg versus Dean Ambrose, or uh, Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. You know, I'm not a fan of it. However, I, you know, I don't believe I watched back then at WrestleMania 20. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things you go back, you watch it. People weren't caring. Um, I did care. We were together at, for Survivor Series. I did care. That, yeah, that was insane. We, we all were into that match for the couple, like, mm-hmm. 87 seconds they went on. However, and again, 87 seconds, no one picked me uh, picked me out on that. I know I'm wrong on the number. However, the rest of... 86. So you're not 86 or 89. Uh, uh, I, I thought I was, I was shortcutting it. I thought <laughs> I was shortcutting it. Jeez. Um, all right. But, but at the end of the day, I think the championship actually will make it matter more. I know this. If the title's not on the line, I know I care less. I know it's a bathroom break. I know I'm refilling someone's beer at that point. You know what, Brock Goldberg? Brock Goldberg. Brock Goldberg will be a bathroom break because it'll be the main event. Because nobody, like, at this point, nobody cares. Because but it, it, if it's for the title, won't shouldn't won't you care more? No, because the Universal title is basically nothing. It's being outshone by a guy that's not there. Chris Jericho. Okay, so that's, that's their mistake. Now, here's the thing. If they put it... Now, as much as... And I almost, I hate being his advocate. I sound like Heyman. So you want two part thing? If when, when he was the heavyweight champion, when Brock had the WWE title and introduced the new design, he was never there. He defended it once, you know, every nine weeks or so. But you cared when he was there. Yeah. So imagine if the, you cared when the Universal Champion showed up. The Universal Champion we saw for the first couple, the first segment of Raw. Okay. We didn't see him until the end. Okay, but you were well, a part timer. No, we didn't even see him at the end. But yeah. you were a part timer to have your title that means nothing. I'd rather that than my part, my my champion being embarrassed. He he needs he needs a second title reign. I don't think this one can be salvaged. Yeah. Well, real quick before before we move on to the women's championship, here's the way I'm kind of looking at what they can do with these titles and main event at WrestleMania. First thing being, you're not really selling pay-per-views so much anymore. I would imagine the number of people buying pay-per-views is pretty minuscule at this point. Because when's the last time any one of us bought a pay-per-view? I think when we go to the Big Day's house, they buy it. Do they? Re- no, nah, I was gonna say. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, and they're not asking for money from anybody. Nah, 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 Yeah, I feel like most people are watching on the network. You don't need pay per view, so you don't necessarily need the names to sell the event to get people to buy that specific event. So what that what that allows is you could have Goldberg and Lesnar main event this thing to say, okay, we have our big names at the top of the card. But that would allow a lesser-known guy like Bray Wyatt to be able to have a championship match on that show. That would allow kind of a lesser-known guy like Kevin Owens to be the champion on that show. Um, so I think their their name is more important than the title at this point. Now, could Brock Lesnar elevate that title? 
possibly, but I feel like Brock Lesnar 2017 is not anywhere close to Brock Lesnar 2014 and 15 right now. I just don't... He's not... And maybe it's just me. He's not captivating my interest the way he did. Two, yeah, I, I think we all feel that way. I won't even say that. I think he captivated our interest a lot more when we started this podcast. Um, it was fading then. Just, just mm. over a year ago. Uh, it's one of those things. At the end of the day, the, the viewing numbers, and again, this, they're not. it doesn't matter as much, mm-hmm. but the viewing numbers, you know, a Fairweather fan... If they watch Monday Night Raw this week, and again, I'm not just trying to They're not buying a pay-per-view for any reason. Well, if they watched it, they have no reason to watch this pay-per-view this weekend. They probably don't want to watch next week. But if their friend, who is a diehard fan, watches it and tells them, You won't believe it, Timmy. Goldberg got a WWE Championship again. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Billy. I'm going to watch that stuff tomorrow. So you're saying Billy and Timmy are going to be way into it. Yeah, potentially, yeah. <laughs> well, Goldberg did say, I got one more time run left in me. Yeah. And Stephanie asked him, and so you know what Stephanie does. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously we're a little divided on this, I guess. we got one week to see how it shakes out. I, I, you know what? I'm just, I look forward to seeing both your faces. At when the Goldberg wins. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be angry. I just don't think he should win because I don't think a part-timer should have your title that means nothing. It's just, it's just name recognition, but the, your title that means nothing should be on television weekly. I will be angry. <laughs> Let's just go on the record with that. Broken Pash. Yeah, yeah, Broken Well, listen, what, I think what? I agree to should be on television weekly, but it's like the same thing, like, Brock Lesnar's been there the past like four weeks, and he's been F5ing Big Show in the dark match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, which nobody sees, if you're, unless you're there. That's, like, that's legit- annoying to me. That's legitimately count. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, I know we're referring more. I don't know. We'll see at the end. Of, we'll, we'll be talking about this. We will be. Uh, women's championship match. <sighs> Charlotte against Bailey. Am I the only one who thinks that this story is falling completely flat and disinterested? You're not. First thing in my notes, what is this? <laughs> is the problem that they just already gave Sasha Bailey's story? Like the 12-year-old girl's dream? I that feel could like play a part in it. I feel like that's what happened. We went on this ride with Sasha as this is her dream. She's wanting to do this since she was a little girl. And that is Bailey's character. Like... But We're just seeing this happen again. I don't think that's even the problem. I just think I think the problem is that they don't have anywhere else to go with other than having the same matches with these four women. They've yeah. been, they've switched them numerous times around, but there's but so much we can do. Even Dana Brooke, we've seen that. Even Dana Brooke was supposed to be in the match, but she wasn't. We've seen that match before. There's but so much they can do because they only have five women. Yeah, that's true. I. <clears throat> I think you, they they dug themselves a hole. I love Charlotte, and I think I'm at the point where she's she's the focal point of the video. I, I don't want to say she like just became it. She is, but it's like at the same time where you know it's almost too predictable. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's defending her on Raw. Okay, you know she was defending her on Raw against uh, Sasha. She was gonna lose it, and then she'd retain it at the pay per view, and she just lost it to Bailey. And it's like we got another pay per view. Mania, and I'm not knocking the B show pay per view, but I'll just be so bold. Charlotte leaves with the title. 
Yeah, I don't think there's really any doubt about it. I like I think they're way more invested in her pay-per-view streak than they are in Bailey. And and as cheesy as I would love it to be, end the streak at sixteen. Copy the dad. Oh, with sixteen sixteen. <laughs> Makes sense. What is this? Like I I I don't know. Because like I just said, they they can't do it like they dug themselves in a hole. Not I I, I can't really I can't really say that, but they have five women. They they've switched them around as much as they can. So there's but so much story you can go 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 with that. But as far as the match, like that whole Raw thing, it's like come on, you really gotta have Charlotte drop the title every time on Raw. You know it's coming. It, it's 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 become way too predictable the situation. Now she now pay per view. I like I do like what Charlotte and Stephanie are doing with Sasha, saying how Sasha's trying to steal Bailey's spotlight. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll ask us about the Sasha Nia thing next, mm-hmm. but. At Fastlane, the women's hot match, I'm going to have to go with Charlotte. Ayla, you said Charlotte as well? I'm sorry, Eric, you said Charlotte as well? Charlotte. Yeah, I'm going with Charlotte. They've given us no reason to believe Charlotte's going to lose on a pay-per-view. So until she does, I'm not predicting her to lose. Um, Now, as you mentioned, Ayla, we had the tag match between the two babyface women and the two heel women. Nia Jax put a beating on both of them. I loved it. I thought she looked real dominant. Me too. Um... Steph, Char- Sasha mentions she's going to be in Bailey's corner on Sunday. And Chart says, well, no, you're not. You're going to have a match with Nia Jax. So we get this match again. An enhance- enhancement rematch. Do we think this will be another enhancement match? Or do we think, because Sasha's 100% now. Do we think we see more of a match? Do we think Sasha has a chance to win? Or is this another step in the evolution of her heel turn? Well, I think it's a step in, uh, I think it's an evolution in, into a heel turn because Steph, Stephanie and Charlotte were saying, hey, you're trying to steal Bailey's spotlight. So I think Sasha comes real close to winning, but I still think Nia Jax wins this match. And I think later in the night that Sasha cost Bailey the women's title. Could happen. Eck, your prediction, Sasha and Nia Jax? Uh, I guess uh, obviously pre uh, pre show match. Uh, it's on the main, main card, main as card. Of right now. As of right now, mm-hmm. all right. Um, I'm praying for Sasha. I she does not need another loss to this woman. It won't hurt her because she because she was playing hard against Nia Jax the first two times, and she's already a three time three times women champion, right? Mm-hmm. Three time women champion. It, it won't really, it really won't hurt her at all because she's remember how many wins does she have over her? It doesn't matter. Nia Jack, they built Nia Jack as this dominant force. If you lose to a bigger person, it doesn't really take much away from you. If it was somebody smaller, it was okay. But the person, like, remember, they, they built Nia Jax at 272 pounds now. <laughs> so losing to the bigger individual doesn't take anything away from you. Yeah, and Sasha's like 115. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would like to see Sasha win, but I'm going to go with Nia just in the hopes that it gives her the motivation to turn back into the boss by the time the women's title match. Happens. You think she cost Bailey the title and turn heel? I think she very well could, or if not, it may happen the next night. So okay. it can happen, or it can't happen. Both. But <laughs> if, if, if you're oh, making goodness. me guns in my head, if I had to make a call, I say she probably gets involved. She's already said she's going to be in her corner. Yeah, I think she turns heel on Bailey. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see it happen. Uh, Roman and Strowman. We had the contract signing. This actually was my favorite segment of Raw. For the sole reason of they got right down to business. This was not Roman joking around. This was not Roman chuckling and laughing. This was Roman going out there and fighting this guy. 
And then the spot with him breaking the turnbuckle. Oh, I, so I thought good. was great. And different. Yeah. It wasn't the norm, which I did enjoy. And I, just, I thought Roman sold the hell out of it, too. And and I don't I don't dislike either of these guys. Same. I don't either. But for some reason, I just don't care about their feet. No? I, I don't. Well, it's kind of in an odd spot. It's in an odd spot, and I'm going to backtrack slightly real quick. Um, just because I know it's been a, a question from, um, I believe, Joe Laugh asked mm-hmm. months ago about... Um, you know, Mick Foley overshadowing the show and certain storylines. What do you guys think of his uh, little bit of a promo rant with Strowman? So, I get where they're going. They're building a they're building to a Mick Foley story, like a way for him to leave the mm-hmm. show. But maybe earlier than I want him. Yeah, to. I wish he'd get a full year. Me too. But maybe this isn't the best place to put that story. Is with this match. Because obviously you want this match to be a bigger deal than Mick Foley not being the GM anymore. But it seemed to play a part in it. Um, although I guess the, the part it plays is she's been saying, like, you, you don't even have control over this show anymore. So maybe it plays into that. doesn't, you know, yeah. Uh, I, I liked him sticking his ground due to the size difference and his age mm-hmm. difference and, you know, him being X amount of years retired and Strowman being a young, young monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked him, you know, not taking the shit. Me too. I, I thought it was a good a good touch on his part. And I always like when you get that side of Foley. Like, you get the Santa Claus Foley. You get, like, the suburban dad Foley, as Strowman put it. I like when you get, like, Mick Foley. You don't get it. We get it more often now than we were at the beginning. But I do still like when you get to see that. Um, Alo, are you invested in this at all or not really? Like you said, it's in a, it's in a weird spot because... They build it as undercard thing. They build it as a top card thing. It's like you you, don't, you really don't know what you really don't know what it is. Like I said, yeah. I, like I said, the inclusion of Foley, like he's a, he's on the verge of snapping because like I said, they're trying to push mm-hmm. him push him out out the show. And I'm sure I'm, I know you're hearing the speculation about him leaving after WrestleMania for hip surgery mm-hmm. and then Kurt Angle replacing him as the as the GM of Raw. Yeah, but I th- I, I loved if they, Kurt Angle is the GM of Raw. Do you think we see him in the little cowboy hat at any point? I no. wish. <laughs> I wish. Would you like to, though? If Austin's wearing a full-size <laughs> cowboy hat. I do, but... um, If he comes out there by himself, I think a good portion of the crowd won't get it. Nah, that's a good point. But a small detail, like I, I, I the spare through the barricade, we so we see all the time now. But with the, I, I, I pop so hard when the security guard went yeah. through with, with mm-hmm. um, Strowman, and I, I like the, the nice touch of Roman signing the contract when Strowman was down because Strowman yeah. wanted Roman to sign the contract so he wouldn't have an, an out for the match. Mm-hmm. But then Strowman getting up and that whole turnbuckle unbuckling, I was like, oh, that, that's that's new and all that's new. Now I thought that was awesome. Now when it's, as far as it comes to the match on Sunday, I think this is your typical old school. Big guy against the smaller guy, superhero kind of match. Yeah. And I think that Roman beats Braun Strowman and goes on to The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Eck, your prediction? Roman wins. I'm actually torn on this one because, I mean, obviously there's the whole when in doubt Roman wins or when in doubt Cena wins. But they've really invested. Yeah, there's really been a lot invested in building Strowman. There's always the old school, um, whoever's been getting their ass kicked for the last four <laughs> weeks. Uh, that's Gets the win wins. on the pay-per-view. Yeah, and yeah. they've yeah, they done a great job of building, actually building Strowman because he's been dominant. And like I said, this is an old school story because Strowman's a bigger guy. 
and, Rome, and Roman's a bit smaller. So, but if, as far as that, you kind of got to assume that he's gonna gonna win because this is actually an old school kind of story. Yeah, there, there's part of me that thinks they've spent so much time and invested so much in building Braun to this point that they may not want to take any steam off him yet. But if they're putting Roman in a match, and they're putting Roman in a match with The Undertaker at Mania, I feel like don't have him coming off a loss. So, unless maybe Undertaker costs them the match. Well, whoever wins this is basically fits The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Should be cool. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know what? That makes me hate the match, if that's the case. <laughs> uh, I, almost, I almost wish we were done talking about Raw, because the only thing good about The Undertaker happened when the Tuesday night delight. <laughs> this coverage is better than Raw. Uh, yeah. Uh, Enzo and Cass versus Gallows and Anderson <sighs> for tag championships. Not interested at all. They haven't built anything for either team. So, Eric, who wins? Gallows and Anderson retain. Alo. Cass won on Raw, right? Yes. Gallows and Anderson. I'll take Gallows and Anderson as well. Oh, jeez. I don't think we've ever been unanimous on Gallows and Anderson, ever. Nope. Which means this is the time we're probably wrong. <laughs> Which I wouldn't mind, but... I don't this, think any... this is the least I've cared about Enzo and Cass since I discovered them. I've told you I, I told you for a while now. This, they, they fell real flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just not interesting. It's not fun anymore. They've been WWE-fied. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Zayn and Samoa Joe. I actually like what they've done with this. I'm going to retract real quick just because uh-huh. you said you liked. I did like that um, Cass was friendly enough to remind everyone. They never win no tag belts. Yeah, he did. We, we didn't win him in NXT. We haven't won him on Raw. Another thing about the tag team division, mm-hmm. I'm really sorry to think Woods' new finisher is the roll-up. Because every time yeah, he wins yeah. a match, is a roll-up. That is exactly what I that, just, What is his finisher? The whoopee or cushion? Austin Woods or whatever the heck it's what, called. I don't know, because he, he, was it the elbow he usually wins with? I don't know if he wins with the elbow off, like, the rope. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he wins with that. But that is an impressive move. He yeah. goes 75% of the way across the ring. Um, <laughs> he ain't no Van Dam. <laughs> oh, no, he's not Van Dam. I'll, I'll say that. 75%? I mean, <laughs> let me get a highlight reel of that. <laughs> uh, I like what they've done with Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn. Um... We obviously remember... That's the, a match to look forward to. Yeah, we, we obviously all remember the brawls they had in NXT. Samoa Joe has been money on the microphone since he got to the main roster. I love what they've done with him so far. Um, and Sammy is kind of like a perfect guy to put in there with him because you know a good segment of the crowd wants to cheer for him. But obviously, if anybody's going to get that sympathy, if anybody's going to get the crowd to... Side against Samoa Joe, it's going to be a guy like Sami Zayn. Um, Eck, I know you're a big Sami Zayn guy. I know you've been, your like for him has been building over recent months. Are you excited about this storyline with him? Do you think he's just going to get squashed? I am sad to say, well, I'm excited for the match. I wish he would win. Samoa Joe's going to win. If Samoa Joe loses, it's going to be an upset and it'll be a continued feud going into Mania which I won't complain about because at least it'll be one of those continued feuds that'll be fresh. It won't be like a best of seven or a best <laughs> of 93 or anything like that. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, Alo? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. So like you said, Samoa Joe's been money on the mic since he's been there because he's actually he's, he's, he's in sync with that character of being the destroyer. 
And I kind of wish Sami Zayn actually did beat Jericho a few weeks ago for the U.S. title, so he actually make that belt mm-hmm. feel important because we never see it. It's, yeah. it's never, it's, it hasn't been important since Cena dropped it mm-hmm. a, a year or so ago. So, no doubt, no Roman doubt, didn't make Joe it wins. No, he did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, actually, real, real quick, um, for argument's sakes, almost a laugh, and I can't even think of the whole card. Am I correct? Oh, never mind. All right, so there's two matches. I was going to say, the two matches I'm looking forward to, I believe, are the only two matches that have never happened before. There's never been Owens versus Goldberg, and again, there's never been... Well, I'm sorry, one of the main roster. We've yeah. never seen Zayn versus, Zayn versus Joe. Every other match, we've That'd seen That would be the best role. match, I think. I think it very well could be. Well, I'm sure you guys would say that, of course. You guys obviously aren't going to give the Universal Championship uh, any. No, I'm If crap. that's a, even a match. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, what is it, three things. Spear, Jackhammer, one, two, three. Uh, Jackhammer! <laughs> Jackhammer! Kev, Jackhammer, Kev. Is Raw over yet? Uh, cruiserweight title, Neville versus Gallagher. Wow. The best thing about Raw was when Cole said Austin Aries has a scoop for a future Hall of Famer mm-hmm. and it was himself. Mm-hmm. That was the best thing on Raw. I love that he said, I'm working on a scoop. Like, <laughs> when did he have a scoop? I'm working. Like, he didn't have it quite uncovered yet. He was working on a scoop about himself. Uh, that was great. The Austin best Aries. part of Raw. And just that, that catchphrase of, it's a good day to be great and a bad day to be you. Love it. I, I feel bad... Because I know myself, and I'm sure, if not both of you, there's thousands of other fans that the only thing I'm going to... It's going to be like a double negative when he returns. Like, cool, no more commentary. And then the always sad thing is, imagine him commentating on the main... Main matches, not just the cruiserweight division. Oh yeah, I don't. Awesome. I don't want him in the cruiserweight division. I want him on the regular raw main roster. Raw no, card. Get that. I'm not going to get it, but he's awesome. I think it'll happen eventually. I, I hope think so. That they want his name in the cruiserweight division at first, but just I think he'll end up because he's awesome on the main the main part of the show. Uh, so last thing on we didn't even pick we didn't picks for that. Oh yeah, who do you think Neville? Or Neville Gallagher? retains. Neville it wasn't even worth it. I think Neville as well. I think they want Neville to be the champ going into Mania for the Million Man Ladder Match. And I hope we get that. We don't even know that yet. You guys are so the Million Man. Oh, we're getting it. The million, know, let's I'm hope. Definitely, for, definitely, for, I am hundred percent sure we're getting the Million Man March Ladder Match for the right. title. Seven months ago, four months ago, and five months ago, everyone complained if we get a multi man IC title ladder match, a multi man cruiserweight championship ladder match, will be the shit. I, Especially if Cousin Nice wins. No, I said we hate it. We just don't like the when they throw a million guys in a match. Because how are you going to care about a million guys in one match? If Nice is in it, we'll care. We'll I'm, all I'm care. I'm just worried that like almost every match is going to be four plus three, four, five, six people. And I don't think every match should be. Like I, I agree with you. And you know, the, the, the mess up thing with Mania, where it rarely happens, where I wish almost, like with what they got, and I... We're getting there. Uh-huh. With what they got going on in SmackDown, if we get blessed with a triple threat or a fatal four-way, that's rare on a Mania. But if you get that in a tag matches where it's a, a four-corners um, yeah. team or Intercontinental, you got seven people or you get a Battle Royal. But in, it's almost like the main the main event gets skipped for the potential multi-person match. Yeah, it usually doesn't happen. Um... 
So, are we looking forward to it or not especially? I'm not. Eck? Are we talking about Fastlane or Fastlane? Uh, the show, in general? Yeah, I got good people coming over. That's what I'm looking forward to, just having a good time. <laughs> what about Troop Ways Rollins? <laughs> That's Mania. Oh, yeah, I forgot that was Raw, not on the... That was, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Aside from Owens Goldberg, this was, uh, this was a good point. It was show. a good segment. Uh, I but liked... I, got my, I got them nitpicks. Okay, well, I liked the segment. I liked Seth kind of woe is me, feeling nitpicks. down on himself. I liked Triple H kind of rubbing salt in the wounds a little bit. And I guess now we have... Do we officially have Seth Rollins at WrestleMania? He said, I'll be at WrestleMania. I don't know if he said, I'm wrestling at WrestleMania, but he said, I'll be there. I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. I hope we get a match. I mean, I don't want to see this thing get put off anymore. Now, all right, here's my issue, and here's my nitpick for the Mm storyline. And kudos kudos to Seth Rollins. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I hope this match happens. Uh, I feel bad for the injury. Legitimate injury. Yeah. Now, again, over the years, the past several decades for all of us being fans, there's been a lot of non-legitimate injuries. My issue with this is the way it took place, Joe in the back, Hunter up front, rounds in the ring by himself, mm-hmm. no physical interaction. Joe and Triple H, they don't have hearts. They just let them go. Well, WWE and me thought Rollins was going to use the crutch and knock out Triple H. So did I. I thought that's where they were going. But Or or at least, and again, obviously I'm sure they didn't want Joe to job out like that. At least knock Joe out and Triple H is too scared to come touch you. Uh, I don't know. Either way. I, I definitely get your point. And it does take something away from it. Because that's what I, when Joe hopped up on the apron and it definitely got like a rise out of Seth when he noticed that he got a little closer. It did take something away from it. Um, I almost feel like Joe didn't need to be there. If they weren't going to touch, Joe didn't need to be there. No, that was a nice touch because, like I said, they keep, those, they keep Triple H and Joe together because Joe is basically the destroyer. And I love it. Triple H is like, you remember Joe, right? You met Joe, right? <laughs> I thought that was perfect because the way... There's Seth, good and bad to it. If you, I mean, We'll get the good and bad when we get to SmackDown. <laughs> but as far as the whole story, the whole segment, I loved it. This is my favorite part of Raw other than that whole Austin Aries thing. Yeah, a lot of choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tons of, tons of places to pick from. Yeah. But, um... The whole fact of Rollins actually basically being broken. It's like, how did I, how did I join the authority? Maybe he'll end up with that street back in the Yeah, day. yeah, <laughs> never know. He might know, he might know a certain Hardy. <laughs> but um, the whole fact of, I should have known. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been dumb. And the fact that Triple H is back now, we kind of get that whole, we got a question a few weeks ago saying, what do you like better, heel Seth or Babyface Seth? We didn't know, and I say it, it was incomplete because we don't know what Babyface Seth is. But now we can get rolling with the Babyface Seth because Triple H is the reason that Seth Rollins basically became Babyface. So now we can get rolling with that whole storyline and see what Seth Rollins can become. And Seth Rollins been saying, I'll, no matter what, I'll be at WrestleMania. He's got nothing left to lose. He has, he has nothing left to lose. Mm-hmm. So that actually gets that actually gets you to build more sympathy because also Triple H was talking about how you to like Triple H and Seth were both, were both saying that you missed WrestleMania to it. The last two, you're basically gonna miss the two last two WrestleManias. Right. And 
Seth didn't, wasn't clear about him saying that he'll he'll wrestle at WrestleMania, but the fact that they actually had him go out there makes you think that he will wrestle at WrestleMania. Because I don't know if you guys saw going around, but Triple H start he's gonna start wrestling at a lot of events to yeah. get, to get ready for WrestleMania, and Finn Balor is involved in those matches. Because we had also, we had another question about what Seth was Triple H gonna do if Seth can't go, and my answer was Finn Balor because Finn Balor fits that mold too. Because Finn Balor is a Triple H guy too, quote unquote. Same thing as Joe. Finn Balor can go against Triple H as well. Yeah, I I did like the segment. Not perfect, but I did think it was a good segment. It was one of the highlights of the show. So, SmackDown, did, I, I think they made a mistake by having Shane, uh, Shane and AJ, or Shane and Daniel Bryan, watching the replay of what happened, and them acting like, oh, you can't tell. <laughs> so no, you can tell. It doesn't so matter stupid. whether the camera angle is good or not. I actually <clears throat> think that was good, because I think SmackDown... Which we all will agree, um, all our viewers will agree, mm-hmm. all our listeners will agree, SmackDown's the better show, mm-hmm. and that's a complaint they had, That how obvious that was. So, they basically, the story was there in the beginning. Like, let's double down on the fact that we couldn't tell? Well, no, it's, they said they didn't have that angle. The, Daniel was like, oh, they, we couldn't see this angle. It, yeah, it is obvious, but we have a match tonight. Yeah, my feeling is just when you're watching it over and over again, you see one guy disappear behind the ring, and the other guy's still sitting on the ring apron. Is not much doubt. Oh, I, I agree, but... I thought it made them look silly. But I, I get your point that they're pinning the excuse on, well, we, we can't, we don't have a good angle, we have to take the it, Well, they didn't, play, they didn't play the angle they played at the opening right. segment. Um, but we got Luke Harper and AJ... I thought for sure Luke Harper was going to win. I did as well. And AJ won after the match restarted and Shane got himself involved. He took a super kick. He won twice. He did win twice, which is odd. Um, I don't know. And To me, it made sense to have the Wyatt family be battling over this title. That's the story that's been being told. That's the story that they've been building towards. I don't necessarily see where AJ fits in other than like AJ Styles deserves a title shot but with the story I don't see where he fits then we get the Bray Wyatt segment the invocation which cuts to Randy Orton at the compound and he burns it down he you know desecrates Sister Abigail's body and I'm just like how, how did we get here yes <laughs> Yes. I mean, go ahead. I, no, you, I, you, you go. Keep going. Um, keep. I just feel like one. I had a problem with all the turmoil happening by accident between them. It was just like, oh, Luke Harper messed up again. Whoops. There was nothing deliberate about what was happening. Randy saves Bray multiple times. Randy ends up winning the Rumble, getting his title shot. He tells Bray, as long as you're the master and I'm the servant, I will not face you. Then as soon as he gives up his shot, they have put somebody in his place. Now all of a sudden it's like, ha-ha, Bray, I, was, I wasn't really with you at all. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, I give them credit for producing that ending segment because they went on a location. They did something different. They took a little bit of a risk. They did something a little bit not PG-friendly. 
I, I respect them for doing that, but like story wise, I'm like I have no idea what you're doing now. Yeah. And then on Talking Smack now, it's they're starting the whole AJ Shane thing. Oh, we don't know what to do now. It's like, well, one guy relinquished his place. Somebody now won that place. To me, that should be that. But now it's like, oh, well, we don't know. Oh, now Randy wants it back. Well, now what do we do? I have no idea what what they're trying to do. Yeah, like, well, this was shot perfectly. It, like, the whole segment was was perfect. It was shot perfectly. I've been saying since July, Randy Orton's been excellent since he came back. His mannerisms, the way he delivered the promo was perfect. The way, even the end sh- the, the, the end shots of it with mm-hmm. Orton posing and then keep going back between the cabinet and... The distraught Bray Wyatt. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought that was excellent as well. But, like you said, like, how do we get here? Like, Wyatt said a week or so ago, saying, "You got the keys. You got the keys of the kingdom, my friend." He's, mm-hmm. he, and then Orton says, "And then Orton says, comes out of nowhere, out the blue. Say, I'm in control now, Bray." And then another thing is like, he starts talking about Sister Abigail. I'm like, when does Bray ever really talk about Sister Abigail? Like, she has like, what importance does she really have in this whole situation? We we haven't heard her mention Sister Abigail. Haven't have heard him mention Sister Abigail in the longest time. So what significance does she have in this story? In your reasoning, what like what is your reasoning? Because like you said, all this stuff happened on accident. So it wasn't like Orton had actually had a legitimate plan in the situation. Luke Harper just messed up a couple of times, and now Randy Orton. Why says Orton you have the keys of the kingdom? But after that, Orton says I'm taking control. But why? Like this came out the blue. There's, there's no dissension. You guys were a unit just a week before. Like what? Like what is this? And, and then you gave up your main event WrestleMania spot for him. And then two weeks later, you're like ah, kidding. Yeah. And then all this like like you right now like the seeds are being planned for AJ versus Shane. So I'm thinking you're gonna get which is a disgrace, by the way. Yeah. It's just to get it's just an easy way to get Shane on the WrestleMania card and to get AJ a, Styles deserves much better than a match. With he Shane. does because I feel I said I feel that he got CM Punk <clears throat> because he was killing it all last year. Carrying basically got smacked on of ratings when but that really, like that that really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But killing it may smack on the better show, not maybe not ratings wise, but the but the better show. And you take the title off of him and everybody loves Shane McMahon and all, but it's like you want to have AJ should be in a prominent role. AJ should be in the world title match. Shane, being in the match with Shane McMahon is not to a casual fan, it's important, but we want more for AJ Styles. It's this. So what I'm thinking is we're gonna get Randy versus AJ on a lead-up episode of SmackDown. Maybe not, if not next week, the week after, AJ's gonna lose, and Shane, um, AJ's gonna blame Shane for this, and that's, that's how you're gonna get your AJ Shane match. Yeah, Eck, your thoughts on the on the world title picture on SmackDown? My best friend speaks for me. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. It would have made more sense with the triple threat if it ends up being one or one. I'm going to be real negative right, real quick, and I'll just dive into it. Uh, I think Warren does good with these kind of like switch-up roles. He's doing good, but do we need to see him with another world title? No. Do I want to mm-hmm. see Bray Wyatt win and retain a WWE championship mm-hmm. at WrestleMania? Not really. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say they gave him his dues. It, it, uh, you guys got into it a little bit uh, reviewing WrestleMania 28, which will be on. Um, you guys will hear in future weeks. <laughs> Here's something, and and I'm pulling something out of my top hat with this: the fact that he's WWE champion, and he's been in the company for how many years, and he went through this and that, and he changed and developed this. 
you have somebody like Cody Rhodes who's born in the business and got over five or six different gimmicks and didn't get a world title. It's just something, you know, or not only that, he didn't get a shot at a world title mm-hmm. at, at WrestleMania. Yet Bray Wyatt's going to walk into Mania with the title. Uh, so it, it's a toss-up. Uh, AJ Styles should be in there. He should be in the main event. He, even though it doesn't fit the storyline, he, he should be the one going for the title. Do you think he'll be in the title match come WrestleMania? Or do you think he'll be out of that picture by the time we get to April 2nd or whatever date it is? The, the heavy predictions for a little while have been that he'll have a match against Shane, and Aaron basically made all the points. It could be obvious. You know, you just lay the... You laid the groundwork right right there. Um, they have a match, him against Orton. Shane screws him, or he gets screwed, and he blames it on Shane. Yeah, I just... I felt like they had been building a lot really well, and I feel like everything just fell off the rails with that by the end of that show. Yeah, and then I was saying for when this story... Because I've been saying this is they, they, this is basically the recycled Darren, Daniel Bryan storyline, and if Randy Orton loses, he basically did this for nothing. But in reality, he didn't do anything. Right. So this is an easy way to kind of get Bray Wyatt to win because Randy Orton didn't do anything. He didn't. He wasn't behind anything or of the dysfunction of the Wyatt family. All this stuff happened on accident. Yeah, it did. I, I don't. I don't know. We'll see where it goes next week. We still got a few weeks before we hit WrestleMania, so we'll see how it shakes out. And um, mm-hmm. we got a question about this from the Godfather of the podcast, Joe Laffer. Okay, I'm interested in this build here to see to the SmackDown Championship. It's not the main event. Sorry, Ron, but Goldberg and Goldberg and Lesnar is. AJ needs to remain in this match. I would love a four way with him, Wyatt Orton, and Shane. This will not overexpose Wyatt or Shane. It will allow AJ to shine, and Orton can hit a few diamond cutters, I guess. <laughs> the card is packed as it diamond is. <laughs> I think the four-way sounds better than the two separate matches. Thoughts? I 1,000% agree with my good friend. I agree that the four-way would be better than the two separate matches because I don't think AJ should be put in a match with Shane. I think he deserves something better. But I'd much rather just see the, the uh, three-way match. Without Shane. What the hell is Shane doing in a WWE Championship? Get the hell out of here. Uh, What I would like to say, and this this ran ran through my head, why not make it a fatal four-way Orton, Wyatt, Styles, Harper? Harper. Why Harper? Harper lost clean. Well, he lost twice. He he won the battle royal. Well, here's actually a thought. His performance in that match was great. When he got on the microphone, he was great. Yeah, I, first thing in my are notes. Are they building him? Are they allowing him to reach those heights? I hope so because first thing in my notes, after he cut that promo, why was he doing this years ago? Luke Harper's awesome. I get more impressed by this guy every year. It's like he's like their like best kept secret. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing with this guy? This guy is amazing. Yeah, I, I felt watching him last night. Like they're ready to unleash him a little bit. Like they're ready to say. Let's see what you could do up at the top. Yeah, because his IC title run, that was nothing because the authority helped him win that. He dropped the title three weeks later to back to Ziggler. Like, so that, I don't really count that as anything, but like, Luke Harper has been one of the most entertaining things on SmackDown. <laughs> I like Shane a lot. I've been a big Shane guy since the late 90s. Um, I was excited to see him come back, I wanted to see him be in a prominent role. He had a match at WrestleMania last year, a Hell in a Cell with The Undertaker, for the opportunity to be in charge of Monday Night Raw. He lost. 
And he got to run Monday Night Raw for a few weeks anyway. Then they announce a brand split, and he ends up running SmackDown. Why the hell is he in a world championship match? To me, that's going to really piss me off if that happens. I'm really going to be pissed off about that. Um, Let's move on to the women. Alexa Bliss, first two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. (laughs) I loved her Oscar-style speech with Sasha Fuentes. But now we're going to get her and Natty, which is kind of weird, because wasn't Natty just a heel? Well, this is a heel. Well, they're setting up for the Fatal 4-Way or 5-Way at WrestleMania. I don't know. Just odd. Yeah, it'll probably be a 5-Way. Um... Becky Lynch and Mickey James, two out of three falls match. Uh, Alexa tries to get involved. She ends up costing Mickey James the match. Becky wins with the disarmor. What'd you What'd you guys think of this match? I I didn't do much for me. It was a match. It, it was a good way to end a feud, not on pay per view. That's true, but I. I, I like know. that they gave them the amount of time they gave them. They did give them a lot of time. I will give them credit. It was like at least three segments. Yeah. Multiple. Uh, there was more than two commercial uh, breaks in Yeah. It. Yeah, they, they gave them a lot of time. It just, for whatever reason, it, I didn't connect with it the way I would have liked to. Um, but, as you just pointed out, we're going to spend the next four weeks building towards every woman <laughs> on the SmackDown roster being in the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Are you guys happy with where the SmackDown women's division is right now? Better than Raw. It is better than Raw. It is better than Monday. Is it as good as it could be? Yeah, because they actually use all their women. All their women are doing doing something, and they and they change them up all the time. And even if they don't even wrestle, they just have three, interaction. Three women segments in a two-hour show, and you barely get one women segment in a three-hour show. Yeah, they're, they're doing a good job of giving them time, getting them on the show. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like a little bit of a disconnect with it, though, for some reason. I don't. I don't know why. Maybe I was just tired when I was watching SmackDown last night, and I just wasn't connecting to anything really. Maybe you were tired. Watch Raw, rewatch Raw's women's division. Oh, I, I don't. I don't want to rewatch. <laughs> exactly. Any of that. There you go. So you like SmackDown better? <laughs> yeah. You connect. No, I, I, without a doubt, I liked it better. I just feel like two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, or a month ago, I was happier with where, where things were than I am right now. But like I said, that could just be like a, a one-week anomaly. Um, Intercontinental Championship, Ambrose didn't even <laughs> get to his match with Hawkins. He hit him with Dirty Deeds. So good. Immediately. I saw someone on Twitter say it was Curtis Hawkins' best performance so far since he came back. It was. Which I thought was funny. Um, he says he needs to push back on Barrett Corbin. He calls him out. I love that Corbin showed up on the Titan Tron mm-hmm. instead of coming out. Reading cards. Reading cards, yes. Badly again. Badly. Um, I love that he told him, like, ah, you know, it's too bad. I don't come to the ring when you call my name. Um, you cost me something. Now I'll take everything from you. I love that line. I even like that he said we have a lot of things in common. Like, you can take a lot of punishment, and I like dishing out pain. Like, <laughs> stuff like that. I'm actually really looking forward to this whole thing. I am too. I think that this really has a chance to, as much as I wanted to see Lesnar skyrocket Ambrose at WrestleMania last year, I think Ambrose can do that for Corbin at WrestleMania this year. Yeah, because I think Ambrose excels when it's actually heat to his stories, because mm-hmm. a lot of his storylines is actually no no real legitimate heat. Like right. when he was with AJ, it was with James El- it was James Ellsworth, and... 
Jericho is about a plant in a jacket, but his when he works with Seth, it's like real heat when it comes when it comes his matches with Seth. Yeah. So there's actually legitimate heat because Corbin just destroyed him a few weeks ago on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So Eck, these are two of your favorites, Corbin and Ambrose. How are you feeling about the way this is shaping up? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think which everyone's been predicting the inevitable title change. It's like a love hate thing. I, I like the title on Ambrose, but you know I I think Corbin without a doubt, despite you know Mike's skills, he deserves it. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Well, he's different than anybody else on SmackDown. And I think if you go back to the the week prior, I think that was you know one of the highlights of the show when. Uh, you know, you had the explosion and Corbin mm-hmm. was trashing him. Was... Yeah, I, I really like what they've done with this story, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. Like I said, I, I think coming out of WrestleMania, Baron Corbin's going to be one of the hottest guys on SmackDown. Like, I think he's going to be a big deal in the coming year to follow through the summer. Um, no tag teams <laughs> on the show. I would have liked to have seen them. Follow up with the Usos. It's just paranoid. How, how excited? Yeah. <laughs> how excited were all of us about the Usos last week? We were. Well, and, um, the American Alpha acknowledged it on SmackDown how they were thrilled that they were not used again. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, we're talking Smack. Yeah. About how them they were not used again. Yeah, I'm like, you had something that people responded to, and then instead of building on it, you just let it die. I mean, not that they're not gonna pick up where they left off when they come back. But I feel like that was a mistake. That was definitely a mistake. I think the go-home show team. by Mania, I think American Alpha will probably have a match by then. <laughs> that well, long, huh? I guess we'll see. I just I felt like they could have Too really soon? kept building on the Usos. And they, they missed an opportunity. Um, opening segment of the show. Yes! Miz TV with guest John Cena. Miz cuts Cena's microphone, cuts a great promo on Cena. I work ten times as hard as you. I'm ten times as talented as you. Somehow I'm the other guy. Um, you're preventing me from being more. I'm once main, main evented WrestleMania against you, and I beat you. Um, I love that he called him out again, once again, about The Rock and Hollywood, and you're doing the same thing he did. I'm the one that's here. You'd love that he said the day. same thing AJ Styles said. I like I like that they keep harping on that. Okay. Um, that Miz is harping on what's okay, yes, okay. Uh, because that's always going to be something they can hold over his head. It's like you said this about this guy. Now you're trying to do exactly what he did, um, and the crowd actually got behind it. They, they, they you sold out chance started, which I was kind of impressed with. Um, All the greatness of the Miz can do that. Yeah, only I'm sure like twelve <laughs> other people have done this and got them to chant the same thing to him. Um, I actually liked Cena's portion of this, other other than the the corny accent that he gets into. Um, I liked him saying, "If I was the manipulator, you guys all think I am. I'd be in the ring." Wait, with the Undertaker. Undertaker. I love that. That was the hottest part. Um, Whole damn show. I liked that he said that the Miz. Stole. That was great. You know, you you stole, tried to steal the electricity from The Rock. You stole Chris Jericho's personality. 
Uh, you stole Ric Flair's figure four. That's not Flair's figure four. You stole Daniel <laughs> Bryan's offense, and uh, you stole everything AJ Styles have been saying for the last six months. Boom. Love that part. <laughs> and then the look on Miz's face, like <laughs> you're really right. Nothing to say. Um, Maurice ultimately says, "You can't leave until we say you can." Your ego's out of control. She slaps him in the face. Nikki comes out, and Miz and Maurice both immediately bail out. Bitch! Yeah, we got, we got a, a nice B word from <laughs> Nikki. I will say, I, I was kind of ragging on this whole thing, the whole idea of this mixed tag thing. But they actually did a good job of selling it on SmackDown. They sold this better than the title match has been sold for Fastlane. Yeah, because like I put on on, on the Instagram page that... You might not want to see this match, but this is going to be the most entertaining story leading into WrestleMania because people have been shooting on John Cena, harping the truth. Nikki Bella, she's legitimately hated. Does anyone have a leg to stand on now with John Cena that he now at WrestleMania is going to have this match? Like, can anyone say anything about John Cena can't. anymore? You can't because people harp on John Cena. Oh, you, oh, you're selling out too. You're selling just like the Rock did. You're leaving us. People hate on destroy Nikki Bella because who she? They think her success is based on who she, who she's dating. Yeah. So, with the Miz and Maurice, they're so good. At taking out those details, and even even with Nikki, as far as Nikki Bella, everybody's been shooting Nikki Bella for months since she's returned, mm-hmm. and Ms. Maurice aren't going to shy away from that. And now with John Cena involved in the next couple of weeks, it's I'm sure you'll get a marriage line, yeah, out of the Ms. out of the Ms. Maurice. But I thought this, this promo was handled perfectly because. Miz has been technically saying the same things everybody AJ's been saying for the last six months or or, or whatever, but it was delivered properly. I like this line saying, "Hey, what about if you're the guy? If hey, you ever walk into a job and say, hey, what's so special about that guy? But you're working ten times harder. That's that's legitimate because a lot of people say that about John Cena, even though it's the same cookie cutter promo we get from all the all the all the guys that are full time against John against John Cena. Not seen as a more of a part time guy. The difference is the people properly. that normally say it are actually good. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Eck, you have to admit that the Miz had has had a good year. What does Troy say? He talks too much. All yeah. he does is talk. What's entertaining? He's good at talking. Okay, and, and his talking is entertaining. Yeah, so is mine. But you're not on television. Yeah, that ain't my fault. <laughs> you never see me try out. Get me, get me in the real world. That's not my fault get, you, on TV. Get me in the real world. You get me in the real world, four years later, I'll have more IC title rings than The Miz. <laughs> Oh, there you go, MTV. The gauntlet has been thrown. Oh, so you'll lose the IC title more times. <laughs> no, I'll be reigning defending. Um, jumping off of that, would you at least agree that this was a good segment? Yeah, it was good. Um, oh, Cena's line saying, "I might, you're not the Undertaker, but I'll make you a dead man. Yeah, that I was thought that was too. great. Um, we ultimately ended up with... I, I also popped for his... Uh, you made the worst decision of your life. <laughs> that was good. Because his face is like, you made, you made the worst decision of your yeah, life. That was funny. His um, voice is a little different everything. It was really mm-hmm. uh, We got a backstage segment. Yes! Cena and Nikki with Carmel's Worth. <laughs> I loved it. I did too. Um, so good. 
Carmela or uh, Ellsworth saying you can't talk to my girlfriend like no, that. No, no. She said, "Friend, you can't talk to my friend who's a girl like my, that." My, 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 no, my favorite post was like, "But he's right there." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they get a match set up for next week, and JBL of course sells it with interspecies match. I loved it. I was cracking up at that. I am looking forward to this. I kind of wish they didn't have John Cena and Nikki Bella team up yet because now because now it's like there's no like. Mystique to it. It's just like we, we're, we're seeing yeah, it. Yeah, now, now it we know what's happening. Yeah. I mean, we kind of knew last week, but there was still like build towards yeah. it. Now it's like officially that's, yeah. that's the direction we're yeah. going. Yeah. And another thing with that whole Miss Cena segment, if you want to start a show with a 24 minute promo, that's how you do it. There was no Brian, there was no Shane, there was no match made either. That's how you start a show if you want to start with a 24 minute promo. There wasn't half of the locker room coming out during it. Exactly. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't realize. I knew it was long, but when I started to fast forward the commercials, watching it on DVR, and I saw how far into the show it already yeah. was, I was like, wow, that kind of blew by. Yeah. Whereas, usually that opening segment on Raw, I'm like, all right, are you over yet? Are you over yet? Oh, my God, we're only 16 minutes into the show? you got to be kidding me. I've yeah. got three full hours <laughs> left, basically. Um, SmackDown, far superior on a weekly basis. What I will say, and... I don't read as much news or rumors or anything like that. But Prep told me either last week or the week before that they shuffled around some of the writers. And whoever was the lead writer on SmackDown recently was the guy who was writing for NXT at like its peak. Yeah. He said he got moved to Raw. Thank God. Which, to me, when something's working... Please let it just work. I don't care who you have going to write on Raw. It's not going to be good because there's too many hands in the pot. There's too much dumb stuff that has to happen on Raw to keep it to keep it from being a good three-hour show. SmackDown, you got those two hours. You kind of have your formula set up. If it's working for SmackDown, please do it because now you're going to take this talented person who's been helping SmackDown be so good, you're taking him away, which is going to weaken SmackDown, and it's not really going to make Raw any better. Well, the thing with Raw, I got another, I got another thing about making Raw better too, but the thing with Raw is... Does it have anything to do with Darren Young? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> but um, Raw has Vintage, like product placement guys. And this is like, oh my god, are you kidding me? Like we say Raw drags a lot. Raw has a lot of those guys that make the show drag. Like I said something about the New Day. Mm-hmm. And not, like waking up to Donovan's threats is real, really disturbing. <laughs> he has a new gimmick, by the way. Okay, what's the new gimmick? The muscle, Donovan, the Lord wow. of the relationships. But, well, he's been hitting the gym hard yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah, yes, he has. <laughs> Pumping iron. Yeah. But, um... What Raw has Speaking of Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, <laughs> I omitted his name from the group of people we saw NXT live with uh, in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. So shout out to Donovan the Lowdown mm-hmm. Lloyd. It was a pleasure to actually meet you in person for the first time. No relation. To hang out with you. Still not related to Halo. Yeah. Hopefully we get to do it again soon. Oh, House of Hardcore. I'd yeah. still I'd still beg to differ. They're definitely related. <laughs> but like Raw has those like those those Vince's product placement guys. So, SmackDown is not a big plug. Raw is basically a plug. Yeah. And, and and that's the problem. And my other thing is, watching Raw and watching SmackDown, during, from in-ring, during matches, 
do you think Raw would be more enjoyable if Mora was calling Raw? This, yeah. Because it wouldn't just be nonsense being said during a match. They'd be focusing on the match. It's like some of these throwback shows when Lawler's, Lawler's too busy talking about Sable. <laughs> you know, the swimsuit she's wearing backstage. And JR is saying, like, we got a match going on here. <laughs> they they keep you invested in the action. Morrow, and I know he annoys some people. Not everybody loves Morrow. But he at least is focused on what is going on on the TV, not talking about foolishness. Agreed. He talks that madness about Yeah, talks, about that, talks that madness. <laughs> so, yeah, it would be more enjoyable with Morrow. Hopefully that change happens sooner rather than later. Agreed. Um, anything else anybody's got on SmackDown? What is Dolph Ziggler? Oh, I fast-forwarded right through that. I had no desire to watch. Other than the answer, what is he? He's not even that. But <laughs> Apollo Crews uh, did the angle slam. That's the only thing you need to know about the match. Okay. It was a chairs match. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see where they're going. I feel like... Chairs matches are so creative. <laughs> they managed to take something we were all waiting for, which was a Dolph heel turn, and made it the least amount of fun as it possibly could have been. I have no interest in it. Did I, I mean, other than the angle slam, did I miss anything? Yeah, they used some chairs. Apollo didn't smile. Well, that's good. That's a plus, but that that's no, nothing to do with Dolph. Yeah, I don't know. I Hopefully things look up for Dolph, but right now I'm just completely checked out of it. Um... I didn't get a chance to see NXT this week. Did anybody watch it? I didn't. Peyton Royce won a No More Contenders match to face Oscar this week on NXT TV. Okay, so that's happening tonight. Today. Okay. Oscar retained. All right. Well, that, I, I assume so. She's officially the longest reigning women's champion in NXT history, which is awesome for her. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any listener questions? Yes, we do. We got a question from Armando Alejandro Miguel. <laughs> He says, I want AJ to win, but I also wouldn't mind a triple threat. AJ deserves to be on the main card at, at WrestleMania. Harper's, lo- Harper is a logical cause. He's been feuding with Bray and Orton, but still, I guess we will see tonight. Who do you want Bray to face at WrestleMania? Matt Mattis. Okay. Thank you for the question, first of all. I mean, I, want, I wanted Bray to face Harper. Um... I would have been cool with him facing Orton because I thought that was a story they could have told. So now, if, if I had it my way, I would have it be Brock or Brock have it be Bray, Harper, and Orton in a Wyatt family triple threat match. Uh, if but if my option is AJ having a one on one one match with Shane, I'd rather just see a fatal four way between those four minus Shane. I want my triple threat: AJ, Orton, Bray. Uh, triple Threat I think would be good uh, I think I would love the Fatal 4-Way aspect I would be so picky to make it a Fatal 4-Way elimination match <laughs> um, But e- either way It's your right to do so Yeah, I, I, I don't want to see AJ versus Shane If it happens, I'm sure I'll be interested and I'll watch yeah. it and I'll enjoy it The match will be fine It's just the fact that AJ deserves something else He does uh, we, had another question. we had another question from Evan Airborne shook. <laughs> with Eric Rowe returning soon, will he go to the SmackDown with Harper and become tag team champions? What will happen with the wire filling now they're separated? Well, he's already on SmackDown, so that's the potential. Um, 
And I would like to see him stick with Luke if Luke's not going to have a prominent single run. Yeah, them being tag champions would be a great feud. Uh, the, Wyatt, the original Wyatt family, two versus American Alpha, I'd buy into it. I, as much as I was a big proponent when they got moved to SmackDown of, like, I had been saying from day one, I want to see Bray recruit somebody into the Wyatt family. Like, that's kind of his character. As the cult leader, I want to see him recruit somebody. We got to see him recruit Randy Orton, who's a bigger name than any of us probably would have ever imagined him to recruit into the Wyatt family. Um, But now that it's broken up, I kind of want to see where Bray goes with his family destroyed. Uh, we saw this before, but they didn't. It was on Raw, where everything is kind of a lost cause. I would like to see where Bray goes, kind of on his own, and I would love to see Harper and uh, Rowan back together because I love them as a tag team. Yeah, I love them as a tag team too because like, they had great matches with the Usos. But we've seen I've, we've seen Luke Harper by himself right now. He's been killing it. He's been cutting promos, and I've always said he's a better Bray Wyatt than Bray Wyatt. Let him. He's on SmackDown. Let him. Let him be him. Let him give. give let him get his opportunity to shine. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't knock them. Him and Rowan being a tag team in a tag team division against American Alpha, even the Usos again. But as far as the Wyatt family is concerned, I think the Wyatt family should just be done, and Bray Wyatt should be by himself because now Luke Harper actually has a legitimate outlet to be by himself. Rowan, if you put him back together, you put him back together. But Rowan, he'll there's always gonna be a lost man in the shuffle when when it comes to trios. So, and I think Bray Wyatt can actually be something and actually get that legitimate push that he's been waiting for for his entire WWE run. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I like that too. And this, uh, going back to the Godfather of the podcast, Joe Lafferty, <laughs> the returning segment of over slash underrated. Okay, for the '90s. Gold Dust. It's kind of hard to call him underrated because I think he does get a lot of respect. But I think I will say underrated because I think he played such a huge part in them pushing the envelope during that time. Like, he did things that made people watching uncomfortable at the time. He could get away with a lot of the... uh, kind of like homoerotic stuff he was doing now because our culture is more accustomed to it now. But in 1995, 96, 97, your typical 14-year-old to 45-year-old man in the suburbs, that was probably something that made them very uncomfortable to watch, which added a lot of heat to his character, made you get behind the guy he was facing all the time. Um... And then he became a fan favorite, ultimately. So I, I would say he's underrated because I think he contributed a lot and he helped bring the WWE product a lot further along than I think a lot of people really remember. I would say underrated. I don't I don't think he was a slouch in the ring. Um, he was given his dues with multiple Intercontinental Championship um, title reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, he's synonymous as a tag team wrestler with multiple different partners, from his brother to Booker T, uh, and the list goes on, uh, even with his father in WCW, but I, I would definitely say oh, that That era. <laughs> and no doubt underrated, because he was just so out there, and like I said, back then, WWE, he, he was a real focal point of the like kind of like, he was before the Attitude Era, but he was like one of those characters that were on the edge of Attitude Era, because he was just out there, like 
a big part of him getting over was Marlena. Yeah. Because people were always questioning his sexuality. Mm-hmm. We had the qu- question of character sexuality. It's like, okay. But I think it was the Slammy Awards and Marlena cut a promo saying, mm-hmm. this is all man, baby. Yeah. I think I think that's, I believe that was the Slammy was Awards. Some, yeah, I think so too. But like that character was so good. And, the, and with WWE... It was like, like 20 years ahead of its time too. Like if that character showed up today... Obviously, we're in a PG atmosphere, but like in today's climate, mm-hmm. if that character showed up, it would be like, oh yeah, of course, there's a character like this. Yeah, if, yeah, even the entrance with the whole twenty, with mm-hmm. the twenty character productions and the actual, the actual movie entrance with the yeah. with the gold glitter, it was so perfect and ahead of its time. Like you said, and also we talk about characters and gimmicks in WWE. Other than the Undertaker and possibly Kane, Goldust is. Arguably the second best character they've actually come up with and got over, because the, the believability factor of that character. Because growing up, kids in my school they were like Goldust, Goldust, really Goldust. They, they were actually like freaked out by the guy yeah. because they, they, they didn't think he was straight. They, yeah. they, they didn't know to think about the guy. Yeah, like it weirded you out. Yeah, I always popped for Shattered Dreams. Yeah, and another thing I remember his feud with Razor Ramon. Was great because Razor Ramon is like the machismo. Yeah. It's like him not being able to handle, uh, and Roddy Piper, same thing. Like just not being able to handle the way he was. Yeah. Like loved that aspect of it. Yeah, because I can't. When I, when I came across, the world, I missed a lot of the '95, '96 stuff. But when he fought Hunter Hearst Helmsley for the over the Intercontinental Title, mm-hmm. I, that was one of my first glimpses of gold. I was like, this guy is different. And the mayorisms. He sold that character to a T. So he's for me, he's underrated. Yeah, I agree. All right, who do we got next? For the 2000s, Test. Test, underrated. I say it every time we watch a throwback that he's on. The big guy, great athlete. He had some personality. He had a great look. Um, yeah, I'd say definitely underrated. I always enjoy his matches when I see them again. I'll go two details. Mm-hmm. I'll say underrated. I don't think he ever deserved a world title push. He never not to knock him. He never got it. I, he didn't need it. Yeah, but he never got it. Good. <laughs> and I don't want to say you know he was overrated. He was underrated. I, I think he was great. Uh, he had an early IC title reign early in his career. I think he should have been in that picture a little more in the upper mid card. I would say he's underrated in that aspect, but I don't want that to be mixed up to think he was one of the few that. Was never world champion. Yeah, he's not on the list of best guy to never hold a world title. I, I get that point. Yeah, I think. Speaking he, of, if we were just on that topic, I think Gold does deserve the world title more than Tested. Okay. Yeah, but I, I'll, I'll agree with that. I think um, Tested underrated as well because we we said we, we rushed throwbacks like this guy was awesome and we, we like we love big casts and mm-hmm. a, a big guy that could actually work. Now, when Test got with Stacey Keebler on the end of his WWE run around 2003, 2004, yeah. I didn't care for him because he had cut his hair and all that. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for him. He came back in 2006 with the ECW, with the WWE CW. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he had a few with Bobby Lashley in the match of the Royal Rumble 2007, which was nothing in the the, the mecca of the Extreme Elimination Chamber match. Yeah. The worst show of all time. Art, the Hands <laughs> down. <laughs> Bad Blood 97 has nothing on that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Tess, underrated in my opinion. Agreed. Well, Bad Blood 97 had a great match. Mm-hmm. A great match. <laughs> I, I, I'm 
Sorry, didn't we just also hear about King of the Ring 93 on the show? Or was it 96? Five. 95. 95. With nothing on there. Okay. <laughs> so just last word. Anyway. You know, they had Punk and Van Damme in that main event. They both got eliminated, but they were still there. Yeah, Punk got eliminated first. Pitch punch. <laughs> Who's next? Last favorite. Ryback! <laughs> Overrated. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, this is hard because does anybody even think he was good? But <laughs> I'll I'll just say overrated because, one, he sucked. <laughs> Two, they tried to make it out like he was something, and he was nothing. So, yeah, overrated. Yeah, he, he's on every podcast and every talk show thing he can do to, you know, uh, salvage his name. And I'm not trying to sound like a hater or nothing. Um I definitely thought he was overly forced down everyone's throat. Um, I didn't didn't get behind him at all. Uh, I definitely thought he was overrated. He was on posters, flyers, event chairs. Yeah, overrated. Overrated because like even when he got his little late his early main event push because Cena couldn't go at Hell in a Cell 2012. I was like this this guy. Mm-hmm. Really? Then the, the whole Goldberg chance started, and then... Goldberg chance was way before that. Then after mm-hmm. WrestleMania 29... Goldberg chance is like giving his debut. At, at WrestleMania 29, he had that thing with Ryback, and then after that, they, they just pushed him. He had the it, thing with who? Cena. And then after that, he fell off the cliff. And he, he got he, then he started com- complaining about Cena, how Cena buries talent, but I never got the whole fuss about Ryback mm-hmm. at all. Me neither. How, how much have we grown? That when we started, that would have cost you four dollars, right? Here. I know. <laughs> We've learned a lot because we appreciate. We learned to appreciate greatness. Yeah. I even have a John Cena figure. <laughs> I paid a dollar for it, but I still have a John Cena figure. <laughs> but I have one, and if I see him like, if I if he's at WrestleMania or Comic Con coming up, I might give him some of my belt. Yeah. Gotta learn to appreciate stuff. That's, you should yeah. get him to sign a shovel. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that two week title ring, he deserves to be on that. I wonder how he would react. How he would react I, to I'd assume he would laugh. He'd I, have to laugh. I know. And put me on his Instagram. Yeah, that'd be. I think maybe we should do that if we ever meet him. Get a get shovel. Get a shovel, yeah. Um, Security would not let us get that close. <laughs> um, so we're all in agreement overrated for Ryback. Yeah. Uh, any more questions? That's it for the show. That's everything. All right. So real quick before we get out of here, we have March Mania two coming up. Now that we're in the month of March, it the March first baby <laughs> new month. Yeah, the goals. bracket should be released on our Facebook page sometime tomorrow. Um, I'm interested. It is finalized. It's very different than the one we had last year. Do you guys think Marty Janetti wins this year? He could. Hey. The Cinderella? He's got a 1 in 64 chance. Mm. If he makes it, we don't know if he's going to make it. He um, made it last year. Why would he make it this year? He's great. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll find out. He's on Mount Rushmore. you got to wait until tomorrow that. to find out. Very well. Um, yeah, so we look forward to getting that released. We look forward to going through the matchups starting next week. That will lead right up to the show before WrestleMania. Um, but that is the show. We look forward to Fastlane. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. We'll be back to talk about it on Wednesday. So for the World Podcast Champion, Ek2 Fly, Eric Trebicki. For the voice that runs the place, the European Champion. My best friend, Alo. 
Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Halo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Ashery, and we will see you down the road. Talking all the day, talking all the day. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.